here on this reunion episode, I want to cheers to time, not the measurement or any seconds. Get out. Not the herb. No, it's great. The song by Hootie and the Blowfish. Yeah. Because we need that now. We do. In our trying. More than ever. In our darkest hour. Yes. (laughs) So to time by Hootie and the Blowfish. I'm going to reach. Okay, there we go. There we go. Quality sound effects. Hey everybody, I'm Caleb. I'm Spencer. And this is the Mix Six Podcast, where we drink six beers, have six conversations, rate them on a five-point scale, and occasionally take short, barely noticeable hiatuses. Yeah. Or a sabbatical. Yeah. Whatever like, sounds fancy. Unnoticeable really. on a calendar, really. What does sound fancier? Hiatus just, or sabbatical? Just a sabbatical. Pa- it's really just a pause. A, a pause. Short, a short rest. Ooh. Yeah. A, br- a break. A break, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, a beat. We, we had to get our groove back on. We took a beat. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally normal. Yeah, yeah. Man, you rolled right back into the intro. I mean, that was <laughs> impressive. I mean, I can learn something if I do it every single week right. for five years. <laughs> Six years, homie. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's a good point. Uh, we had some practice. <clears throat> we don't really have... Like pre-party stuff? Well, Ross does. I do. Hey, <laughs> the <Sorry>. night clerk. <laughs> Never mind. Weird. The night clerk is an architectural horror RPG uh, zine. Uh, it's a scenario. Uh, <laughs> it is on backer kit right now, funding uh, until October 8th. Uh, and you can get the PDF for 10 bucks, uh, the print version for 20 bucks plus shipping. And uh, yeah, it's very cool. If you like architectural horror, role-playing book radio, uh, it's system free. So you can run in any uh, modern horror RPG scenario of your choice uh yeah uh, check it out yeah what it, it is like it is like the boggle of the peyton verse <laughs> that you have just described uh zine uh-huh. rpg architectural horror and night clerk uh well the zine stuff is new like right. yeah, yeah okay for me at least sure. yeah, yeah good for you guys yeah. you know occasionally you gotta throw a different a different spice in the pepper yeah, 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 yeah. that's good <laughs> well um i mean the plug's done do we even need to no i think we we're just want to head on out yeah. all right cool. yeah good right. seeing everybody yeah. <laughs> nice being here i actually like doing this podcast. <laughs> I, yeah i do too uh and you know what like candidly like a year away from it really really helped me remember that which was good yeah like um which was really nice <clears throat> well we don't have a lot of pre-party stuff other than the fact that Ro- ross has whatever he just said and i bought a bottle of blanton's and he bought a bottle of blanton's which were which i've had most of uh in, in the last 20 minutes so uh but we do have you a rating system yeah, yeah. Well. uh for the six beers that caleb has purchased are do do you have a suspicion they're gonna be good beers do, were you just randomly grabbing oh i just kind of went ham love it my i mean my instinct was off yeah, yeah. Ooh, i yeah. hadn't Exercise that we'll glance. see totally. how his instinct yeah. is. Yeah, Boy. I may have gotten repeats. I don't we know. do have some other uh, lake break loggers too. We could do uh, something. Yeah. yeah, if we had to. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> if the others, other yeah. if the other six beers, it's a logger too. Right. Yeah, it's not no. right. Yeah. I went for variety. Yeah, Great. Yeah. I'll tell you that much. I'll be honest. As I was thinking about how the best ways that this day could go, it was all fives or all ones, and Ooh. so I'm hopeful that that's where we end up. We do have a rating system, and um, I don't know that anyone let me do this as much as I jumped in and did one before anyone else had written one, <laughs> because I knew I'd want to do, yeah. yes, you guessed it, a food-based rating system. Hell yeah. And it's been a while. And, uh, you know... It's like we never left. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's been food month for 12 months. Um so every month is food month. every month is food month if you try hard enough mm-hmm. um so then i got to thinking like my food opinions haven't evolved certainly over the last year really not over the last 33 years and so uh i had to really stretch here so a, <laughs> a brief bit of context in april 
Uh, I went to the emergency room because I was relatively certain that I was dying. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I did not die. It's spoilers. Fucking, it, it's September. Oh, yeah. Spoilers. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, um, but I did have some, some significant blood pressure issues. And so I have adjusted uh, my diet accordingly, he said, holding a tumbler full of Blantons. Um, <laughs> and so this is my, oh, God, uh, I'm going to die uh, diet staples. Also, uh, wait, it's your food opinions. Yeah. But more bland. Yes. Correct. Good. Everyone wants that. That's exactly right. The yes. listeners were Love like, whoa. It. Yeah. A little too spicy for me. Calm it down. Calm to hit the brakes. <laughs> Talk to me about salt-free tortilla Slow chips, man. Slow down. Yeah. With this flavor blasting. All right. Everyone's going to be excited to hear this. So, uh, you know, a lot less sodium, a lot less caffeine is what I've been on. Uh, and it's been really, really good for me, probably. I don't know. I haven't checked my blood pressure in a while because it's terrifying to think about. Um, so, a one. Um, the most challenging thing I've tried to introduce into my diet that is like uh, lower sodium than the snacks that I was eating all the time, but I still need like something to keep me going throughout the day. Fig bars. Okay. Now here's the thing, like fig bars are actually kind of good. So you might be wondering like, why are they a one? Yeah. Because in the process of really learning to love fig bars, I found out about how most figs like are ripened and pollinated. Oh yeah, that's horrifying. And and I didn't know. Uh Uh-huh. And now I can never eat one again. And and what is this biology fact you want to share with us? Oh man, I walked right into that. <laughs> yeah. So here's here's the bit, and I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna mistell this a little bit a little yeah. bit, and I don't apologize. Here's kind of what happens: in order for a fig to reach your plate, um, their their wasps have sex inside of a fig, uh-huh. and and then the the female wasps reproduce. Mm. The babies claw their way out of the figs, mm-hmm. and then they fly off. And then other figs, by a trick of nature, attract them into coming into the fig. But that's a one-way door. So once the wasp gets in there, it lays its babies, process starts over, and the fig fucking digests the wasp through enzymes, and that's how it ripens. Classic con. First one's always free. Yep. Yep. Next batch of babies. Now you're fucked. Nom, 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 nom. Yeah, nom, that's nom, right. Nom. <laughs> um, and so once I learned about the fig process, I decided I could no longer eat fig bars. So figs, fig bars are it one. was that wasp wet spot. Thing. They are yeah. the landlords yeah. of produce. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So that's a one. <laughs> the wasps uh, are landlords. Because no, of the, no, the because figs. Of the wasps. Oh, the figs. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. A two. Mm. Um, I My favorite bread was like good sourdough. And oh, uh, yeah. turns out not so great a lot, for, a lot the, of salt? for the sodium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've been eating like some lower sodium bread options. Some of them are okay. Sure. Some of them are terrible. Mm. And I've also, of course, then t- had to ditch like, I don't know, butter to put on your bread. So I've gone like salt-free butter or, Ooh. yeah, no, I know. Um, or some like natural preserves, which fuck off. <laughs> well, just grape jelly or die. Um, so it's been challenging. So lower sodium bread, please stop showing up at my house. Okay. It's probably good for my health. I don't give a shit. Three, a thing I didn't... So I just quit caffeine cold turkey in April. Damn. Yeah, girl. Um, That's impressive, actually. Mm, yeah, that was not the word I used to describe it for a few weeks. Well, I mean, for yeah. surviving it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, and, but it got better. Yeah, um, yeah. But finally, I like broke down when I was in Bentonville a few weeks ago because I was running a two-day leadership retreat. And sure. I was like, I got to have something. And luckily, they had some decaf coffee. And I was like, fuck it. I'll take decaf coffee. Yeah. And I just need something that makes me feel like I'm awake. 
And it happened. It happened. The placebo and, by that, effect. and by that, you mean the the literal placebo effect? Yes, that's correct. Okay. Um, they actually happen to have really good decaf coffee. And I was like, where the fuck is this from? And they're like, it's from Onyx Coffee Roasters, like around the corner. So oh, as, yeah, soon as, yeah, good, yeah. as soon as the retreat was over, I went over and bought like a five pound bag of their decaf coffee. And now I have decaf coffee all the time. So decaf sure. coffee has become like a staple of my diet. There's still a tiny bit of caffeine. Like two milligrams. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's just negligible. enough to give you a, a hint. Yeah. Almost like you're about to have a cup of coffee. Um, and so decaf coffee's a three, a four. Now we're getting into the good stuff. The stuff that I really like unsalted cashews are delicious. I like cashews. Yeah, I do too. Um, typically the cashews that I used to eat were like roasted, salted, maybe even like some fun flavors. You got to do away with all the fun flavors and the salt, but cashews on their own. Really good. And a great snack, by the way. Oh, sure. Oh, really enjoying cashews. Yeah. A five. Now this is the one that caught me off guard, folks. I mean, and this is why it's in the five slot because it blew my mind. My favorite food in the whole world is tortilla chips. The mm. Chips and salsa are a problem for me. Have been since the day I was like born. Like unsalted tortilla chips? Well, Ooh. now, yes. Uh-huh. I have found that I actually quite like unsalted tortilla chips. Specific brand recommendation, mm. Donkey. They're called Donkey Chips. Donkey mm. Chips. They're delicious. They're okay. appropriately Good thick. crunch? Oh, such a good crunch. Uh, yeah. They hold up well in dipping scenarios. You can dip whatever the fuck you want with Ooh. them. I mean, it could probably what dip, do you prefer dip to tar. Do? I mean, it's like really thick. Do you dip tar? Uh, no, uh, but I have been do- I've been doing a lot of hummus, um, which is like a nice Mediterranean snack. Mm-hmm. I, I know what hummus is. Brandy's take. Yeah, so what happens, Ross, you take a chickpea. Um, yeah. Brandy's taken to making some hummus even. Which oh, is, yeah. We can control the sodium content a little yeah. bit better. So I've been doing a lot of unsalted chips, delicious, and homemade hummus. So if I could recommend those of you who are like, boy, I want to kick this salt habit. Yeah, yeah. Donkey chips. I mean, unsalted. you need some salt. You do live. need some salt, to be clear. Yeah, yeah. Which was also a mistake I made when I started panicking. Oh, I, yeah. I just, overcorrected. Like, overcorrected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was also bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because then your body's not in good shape. Yeah. Not that my body's in good shape now, but it was in worse shape then. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, those are uh, those are my new, oh, God, I'm going to die diet staples. Mm-hmm. And uh, w- with those five things, and again, fig bars, good, but wasps. Mm-hmm. Uh, lower sodium bread, just stop. Decaf coffee. Uh, what's four? I can't even see. Unsalted cashews, good, mm-hmm. and then five, of course, donkey chips. That's how we'll be reviewing those donkey six chips. It's a good name. It's a great name. They yeah. have them at Hy-Vee. Oh, uh, okay. You should snag them. Yeah. Maybe even this price cutter, right yeah. here by you. Well, we go to the Hy-Vee. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's the, that's the right choice. Yeah, I'm yeah. looking forward to next year when you're just recommending like Soylent. Yeah. And like cardboard, a, like a yeah. nutrient. Oh, Huel or yeah, whatever. A nutrient yeah, yeah. gruel. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Can I interest you in? oxygen yeah um so anyways we're gonna get a beer uh and we'll be right back uh to talk about yeah fucking board games hey hey spencer what are you drinking it seems fitting that our first beer back uh is prairie artisan ales stuffed S-T-U-F apostrophe T. Mm-hmm. Only way to spell it. Stuffed. Yeah. Um, and it is a imperial stout aged in bourbon barrels with vanilla, co- cocoa nibs, and Oreos with artificial flavor added. I don't care for that last bit. Um, I'm sure it's high ABV. Well, you did put Oreos in there. Fuck you. It's 14.8%. <laughs> <laughs> I meant variety on every spectrum. Uh, yeah, ABV right. type. Okay. Smells um like a beer. Yeah. Pretty God, strong. It smell. Smells like bourbon barrel aged. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very strong. Yeah. What I'm curious about, are you gonna get any bourbon 
are you going to get any Oreo through bourbon? That's what I'm going to. That's an interesting yeah. question. I can't imagine it. It's mostly yeah. just sweet, man. It's yeah. very sweet. It's, it's very just, loaded. You the bur- I get some of the bourbon like on the it nose. It kind of disappears. Yeah. yeah. Um. But then it's just. It's just fucking sweet, man. Yeah, the I think I'm hallucinating the Oreo just out of viscosity. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. it it like it viscosity wise, it's like the ass end of the milk you were dumping cookies in. Right, um, right. It feels particulate, but I think it's just because it's got so much. Yes, a hundred percent. Um, gosh, I don't, I'm going to drink it again. It's not as bourbon forward as I feared, no, though, which it, is good for a bourbon. But do you barrel. get the bourbon yeah. on the nose? Because I smell yeah, it. I, yeah, I smell it more yeah. than I taste it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's a bit of like aftertaste, like you now no, that I've had several sips. But you know, you've had we bourbon. split it up in the glasses. Yeah. You've got bourbon barrel things that are just like, well, this is bourbon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck. Like, I don't know, man. I don't want to start. I don't want to start this all up again with like a bad take. But well, I think I already did that. Um, <laughs> you heard my rating system. Yeah. I gotta be honest. Like that's so sweet that I don't care for it. That's um, fair. It's too sweet. It's yeah. too sweet. Like I'll I'll probably finish it because that's what we're here to do. But yeah, yeah. that's probably a two for me. We are that's also fair. on post COVID taste buds, so it's basically a reset. That's true. And uh, I just I had COVID like a month ago. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Uh, I, I had it last year. Yeah. I don't no. know where I am I mean, anymore. Um, that I know. Right. Like yeah. You never know how many times. You've had it. Right. Yeah. I don't. That's too sweet for I me. I hope Randy Moser's just locked himself in like a vault underground. Oh yeah. In like a bubble boy situation. <laughs> right. Just protect, hit, protect hit his tongue at all costs. Yeah, that's a two for me. Um, yeah. That is not, um, and that's a bummer because Prairie. Um, Prairie put out a lot of stuff in the last year, and like, and I've not liked a lot of it. No, yeah, they did like I think a lemonade kind of flavored one that yeah. was pretty good. Yeah, but yeah, other than that, you know, they um, it's so challenging, I- and you know, we talked about this, gosh, probably two years ago on the podcast that that it felt like there was a point where they were just like, what else could we add to Flare to make it not Flare anymore? Mm-hmm. Um, which was a bummer because Flare was like perfect. And now they're doing this with like their bombs, and, yeah. yeah, which also sucks because like bomb. And Christmas bomb, like those remain to me like the most purchasable, drinkable stouts mm-hmm. in, in all of beer. So this other stuff is like I get it, and you do these things, and I'm sure they're popular in the tasting room for. But yeah, I just yeah, I think it's it, I think it's to fill a marketing demographic yeah, now that the decadence of bomb has been internalized yes. by the market. Right, totally. It's just kind of another beer, right? So like. There's a bucket. Throw some Oreos there, in there. There's Make a bunch of a bunch of big stats now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and none of them are as good as bombs. Maybe scale. this just uh, doesn't travel well. The bottle well. Maybe it's better in the taste. It could be. It, it, it definitely is like a little flat. And again, I don't yeah, know yeah. if that's because of like the. Vi- I don't know if that's an intentional viscosity issue because you're trying to cram 15 percent alcohol down with it. I can say this is the freshest a mix six beer has ever been. Right. Because yeah. it's not from the beer hole. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's a good point. Well, in that case, the um, beer hole is entirely hypothetical yeah, at this point. A, a yeah. non beer hole beer. Um, um, no, no thanks, Prairie. Um, okay, uh, Caleb, what are we talking about? Uh, we're going to talk about Arc Nova. Fuck yeah! I mentioned it a little bit in previous episodes, but you hadn't played it yet at right. that point. Right, 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 right. So it's uh, big. <laughs> yep. Um, but it's fucking good. Like it is fucking good. What is Ark Nova? Uh, Ark Nova is a game about building a zoo. Yeah. Uh, but it is very much in the realm of, I, I don't know, I, I guess I would call it a terraforming Mars-like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Uh, every card is unique. Uh, no cards repeat. Yep. You've got multiple types of cards and decks that you're mixing and pulling from. Yep. And then you are using it to build out a sort of hex board of attractions yep. and enclosures. Um, so you do get this sort of you uh, Rosenbergian push pull between like a polyomino right. in your own board problem, finite and, space like, puzzle, 
and then this deck management finance bid for card thing yeah. going on in the middle. Yeah. yeah. It, but uh, it's got some uh, a little different mechanic on that, but it's uh, it's very much a terraforming Mars like. It, it's it's a terraforming terraforming Mars like. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember when it came out, people were calling it a terraforming Mars replacement, and it's not that for me. Oh, absolutely. Because I still I I. I I don't know. Maybe I just have a special place in my heart for Terraforming Mars. Uh, uh, well, oddly enough, Terraforming Mars as a series of hyper corporations right. is far less cutthroat than Ark Nova. <laughs> yeah, for sure it is. Yeah, what you do to some of those animals, like well, fuck off. Not not in my zoo. Uh, um, I, I so I think there's a lot of interesting things about Ark Nova. Not the least of which is for the size and complexity. It feels like by the time you're done playing the game, which by the way you might end up with like negative fucking points and still win <laughs> again. Uh, cutthroat. Yeah. Um, it does all feel interconnected. You know, we we complained about Everdell years ago, which had the kind of like a bunch of fucking cards, a lot of unique cards, Tableau Builder. And one of the complaints we had then was, yeah, but like it doesn't feel like all these things work together. Like mm-hmm. it's just a bunch of mechanics and and this pulley doesn't move that lever. Yeah. One of the things that really impressed me about Arc Nova is that, that even despite its size, it does feel like things start to work together very well by the end. For me, and the thing that I really wanted you to talk about here today... Uh, it, the initiative mechanic for Arc Nova, uh, or the the ability to choose when you can play cards based on this kind of like move down mechanic functionally. Mm-hmm. I don't. I've not seen many games, if any games, before kind of treat movement and, and or uh, behave actions like that. And so I wanted you to talk about it. It's very unique. Yeah, it seemed Concordia inspired. Yeah, yeah, that's right. With the ordering of actions, yes. is extremely important. Yeah, um, you have like is it five action cards? I yeah, believe? sounds right. Yep. Yeah. Um, and you are ordering them based on uh, your priorities for things, and then triggering that card. Uh, you have to pay for it if you like want to do it twice or an expanded version. Yeah. Um, but then there are adjacency bonuses. You can do an action further up the row, and then like hit everything on the way down. Yeah. But in doing that, you are going to reorder your tableau. Yes. And the priority of the actions right. that you so like. The one you just did is going to become the most expensive action to do the next round. Yes. Um, and you're constantly ordering. But then there's cards on the ta- like animals you can get. They're going to let you reorder your tableau so yes. you can change your actions. So is it worth it to add this fucking hippo I can't afford? Right. If it's going to give me this it's enormous turn yeah. right now. like, um, And so that's a good push-pull as well. It is. Because- uh, I've seen Flotilla. I haven't had a chance to play it because it's three oh, players, yeah, but Flotilla yeah. also has a similar oh, mechanic. Okay. Only it has upgraded cards on the back. So like Got it. when you flip it, you've changed all your cards for sure. a different kind. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I hadn't seen many games take that. You know, Scythe kind of has a you can't take the same action twice mechanic, and so you have to plan a couple of moves ahead, especially in Scythe where you're kind of playing your own game for a little while. Um, but the ordering of priorities for the purposes of actions... Um, at, at first, it seemed novel, and then I remember getting a couple turns in, and the novelty had worn off, and then I realized, like, oh, I wasn't, I was thinking about this turn, but I wasn't thinking about three turns from now, and I think Arc Nova, more than many games I've ever played, really forces you to both make long-term decisions at, at every turn, but also... Um, be more than ready to pivot your strategy based on like whatever cards end up on the table because someone changes something or someone does something and now there's a new set of cards available to you to build your zoo. Mm-hmm. So talk a little bit about like the scoring and the win conditions. How, how do you how do you win at Arc Nova? <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Or, or in this case, how do you not lose as less? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Arc Nova's uh, absolute last turn occurs when somebody's I think it's ticket or popularity counter. I can't remember what they call the scoring track. Yeah passes their controversial uh conservation track yes mm. that's right so you've got two point 
score levels, not unlike Heaven and Ale uh, uh, competing yeah. in that yeah. regard. Uh, and you know the population, the the ticket sales is more particulate. There's like three or four right. for every point of conservation yeah. point, and conservation points are harder to get. But they start at different ends of the track. Yes, the last turn is going to begin whenever the first person to cross their tracks yeah. crosses the track, like Rogers of the Ganges. Also and, does yeah, this. and yeah. at that point, you have got to end the game in one round, yeah. and everyone's final score is just the difference the between those difference. two numbers. Yeah. So, like, man, it, once once everybody knows what they're doing, and yeah. you realize what the last of the end of the game means, yes. It's just it's just a Mexican standoff it, it, of like trying to get as close as you can without making somebody else think that they're like you're gonna go for it next round because right. then they're gonna go for it next round before you're ready. Yes, and it is like oh, it is it is a savage in. I think Brandy game. won the last time we played, and I think she won after like four hours of playtime with like a score of eleven or something. Yes, yes, and and I was in second place with negative uh, two points. Yeah, and I was gonna say like <laughs> I, I, I was at some point during the like probably second to last round because you can kind of see it coming. I was thinking, boy, it'd be really great if I got to zero points this game, <laughs> which is in some ways like such a punishing thought, but you've worked so hard to get to zero that it really is rewarding. It's impressive to me. Um, I don't remember, and maybe maybe you guys have a better memory for this. Admittedly, I've paid less attention to board games over the last 12 months than I had previously. I don't remember a game that big that had that much hype that seemed to pan out um like we certainly had a lot of games that had a lot of hype i mean especially over board in the board game community over the last eight years or whatever um it's like every game is fucking hyped but that game was very hyped it was very big and then it seemed to be that good and i don't remember the last time we got something a, a gloomhaven i guess was probably and oh, it, it yeah. certainly that was much much bigger uh, yeah, yeah. in scale but it's been a long time since I've seen something that had that kind of hype and was also that hefty, and the whole thing fucking worked. Terraforming Mars may have been the last one, honestly. Yeah, it's super heavy. It's interesting at the same time, which is difficult to do. Yes. But it is super heavy, and I right. hardly ever get people to play it with right. me. Yeah. Which is why I'm like curious about it. I'm not really to call it like Terraforming Mars. Like I enjoy Terraforming Mars by itself. I enjoy it with like any yeah. combination of expansions. Like that that's where it's at for me, but like I haven't played Arc Nova enough to say that because like I worry about Arc Nova once everyone knows how to play Arc Nova, right? Because with that like Mexican standoff scoring mechanic, yeah. like I think it might be just a meta of like racing to the end yes. with the shittiest zoo possible. Totally, like, I have two marmosets and a seal, right? And I got forty points because right. I min maxed Be- conservation points. That's right. Yeah, and I <laughs> yeah. got there quickly before your shit could start to pay off because there and- definitely is a you don't. You know, there are some, kind of like in Terraforming Mars, you can see, I, I, I remember looking around the table and thinking like, okay, that's a long game thing. That you is, there, there's a strategy there for pushing quickly enough to make sure other people's mechanics don't start clicking. Mm-hmm. Even if it means your shit sucks, yeah, yeah, but yeah. you're moving the board along. Yeah. I could I 100% see that. Now, we, the four of us, didn't get to that point because I think we were all still... And I haven't played enough to know if it's even possible. Right. It may be balanced out, but, like, it's a question I have about it because, like, then you run into the abomination problem. Yeah. The, the way to win the game, abomination, is to not, not to do the core activity yeah, yeah. Don't make a Frankenstein's monster. Yeah, yeah, actually, don't make a Frankenstein monster. Do something completely different. Yeah, totally. Uh, <laughs> uh, and it, I, I worry, like, the optimal play style once everybody's, like you know solving right. the game like high level terraforming mars yeah. play 
might be, you know, like, well, actually don't build a zoo at all. But this, you know, this, this is a real thing. I've watched this happen now um, over the years. I've played so much more Azul. I think Azul's probably become my favorite game. Mm-hmm. Um, and the more you play with people who also play Azul a lot, the more you realize there are people who mid-game will realize my best strategy right now is just to get a fucking row done. Because mm-hmm. if I don't, you're going to start racking up points. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I've watched people like speed run Azul games for the purposes of I'm only going to score 30 points, but I'm not going to let you score 70. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. And so, I th- yeah, I'm curious if it's possible. And I also totally get it. Um, <laughs> also, it may be an act of kindness speeding that game up a little bit, if I'm being totally honest. <laughs> I, I think we were on hour four by the time I, I ended I up with negative 10 like points. I think it says like 60 to 90 per player yeah, on the box. For sure. yeah. And it is not a lie. It yeah, is not yeah, a fucking yeah, yeah. lie. Um, it's a good game. If you've not yet tried Ark Nova, uh, highly recommend it. A couple of notes. One, it is beefy and expensive. Two, would certainly recommend you find someone who owns it and or can teach it for you. Uh, there was no way in hell I was going to learn that game. Thank God. Oh, there's did. some solid videos, though. Are there? Okay. Yeah, yeah that, really that makes sense. It's been big. YouTube yeah. It. yeah. Uh, so check out Ark Nova if you haven't. We're also like way behind the eight ball here. It's been out for a while. I don't know if you've heard. We took a break. Uh, and so we <laughs> haven't talked about board games in a while. Uh, but Ark Nova is great. And with that, we're going to grab a beer and we'll be right back. Caleb, I would suggest that this beer has already caused a ruckus. So what are you drinking? Uh, from Dunham, the Brasserie Dunham uh, uh-huh. in Quebec, Canada. I am drinking the Farbenkugel. Farbenkugel. That's a great name. Continental lager. A continental lager. That what the fuck does that even that mean? That foamed a continent it's like onto the table. Yeah. It's what they drink in the continent, uh, i.e. Europe. A continental That's the continent. Lager. Yeah. I really, I really hate that. It's got a very geometric design. I feel like I'm in a Nintendo game. Yeah. Shooting aliens. Right. Yeah. Caleb's going back. Ooh. Give, give me some of that, Levin. Pour, pour some of that into that glass. I want to know what's up. Here. When you're done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you, girl. What are we saying? Yeah. What are we saying? I hope you like beer flavor. I mean, it's a lager. Oh, yeah. So, like, right. what do you want? But, yeah. <laughs> As loggers go. Right. But as loggers go, find something to be offended by. And I can't. Oh, um, okay. While still being like a logger. Now, there's nothing particularly interesting about it. Yeah. But it's intensely drinkable. Like, I'd drink that. Honestly, yeah. I mean, I, it gets a four for just like yeah. not trying too hard. 100%. Yeah. Best of logger. Yeah. It's don't, really subtle. D- yeah, don't be a It does hard. all that a logger should do. Sort of the opposite side of stuffed. Right. Yeah. On yeah. the four range. I'm yeah. going to give that a four. I don't know what a four is in your uh, blandness scale. Great. I can tell you a four. It's, not, it's cashews. Unsalted cashews. Yeah. <laughs> it's an unsalted cashew. <laughs> little treat for Grampy. Which honestly <laughs> feels. Cashews and lager? Yeah. It feels pretty accurate in this moment. Uh, this is the epitome of an unsalted cashew. Uh, <laughs> Technically a beer. The beer yeah. equivalent. Right. Yeah. And, and a not awful you one. You can't fault it. Yeah. Uh, hey, we're doing a binge binger. So it's been, uh, again, almost a year to the day since we last recorded. Um, so what what has been your recent binge addiction? Uh, so, you know, Maddie and I, uh, have been watching uh, a lot of shows while we eat dinner and, mm. uh, we've settled on cooking competition shows oh, as yeah. our thing. They're great. Um, so like one of the things we just finished recently, yeah. uh, was a uh, great British bake off season seven, the professionals. Oh yeah. I haven't loved and, the professionals as much. and judging. And you know, when we went into it, we were like, Oh, well, Caleb, it's like, you know, what visual ambient as you called it or something like that. Yeah. yeah. They've lost that. Yes. Yeah, no yes. shit. Yes. They have. Yeah. 
No yeah. fucking kidding. Yeah. Like it's professional bakers and they have this like tiny woman cherish and this yes. Frenchman Bonnois. He he has they both have a lot of energy. The magic and they're like the magic is gone. Do yeah. the most technically demanding thing bakers can do in three hours, which doesn't seem like enough time. Right. And guess what? You're gonna fucking it's you're gonna fucking eat shit in one way or the other. Yeah. The glass the sugar glass is gonna break. Yeah. The chocolate is like it's, it's just yeah. yeah, it's just the most stressful thing. You just see these people have nervous breakdowns right. in every fucking episode. Which was Be- not the point of the Great British Bake Off. Yeah, yeah, like this was our first exposure, or at least my first exposure to the Great British Bake Off. Yeah. I was like, this is, I was sold a bill of goods. This yeah. is not like... Uh, yeah. American colonialism has reinfected the heart <laughs> of the empire. Yes. And uh, it did so in terms of our reality <laughs> TV. Yeah. We've made it awful. Yeah. Somebody's going to end up like having like a love triangle between tables. Yeah. 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 Uh, They're going to vote each other off or like play paintball one episode. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't that bad, but it was just like intensely stressful. Wait, wait for eight. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. yeah. It was intensely stressful. For sure. Yeah. yeah. And not the point again of that whole fucking franchise. I have a different perception of it. Which is to make you fall yeah, asleep yeah, yeah. happily. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Caleb? Uh, the only new thing I've been watching is The Bear. Fuck yes. To say binging it would be absolutely wrong. Yeah. Because I watched the Christmas episode of season two and needed to take. Two, two months, yeah, yeah, two months off, yeah, hundred percent. Uh, that would that one felt too real for but, me. But then it's followed up by what I believe is maybe one of the best episodes of television in the history of television. I, where, I liked it. We just watched it. Where yeah. Richie Stages, yeah, yeah, cousin, uh, yeah. Co- unbelievable yes. episode of very television. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Uh, the Christmas episode was unwatchable. <laughs> Unfucking watchable. Uh, very good. Yes, but like. Requiem for a dream, good yeah. for me. We, um, we turned the volume down and read the closed captions. That's how we made it through <laughs> that's that episode. The only way oh to my do it. god! Yeah, it is the most intense hour of television I've ever. Speaking of stressful, yeah, yeah. yeah because to your in point, terms of audio design, it is the equivalent of like dunking over the head of Robert Altman, yeah. just like stunting on his ass. Yes. Just <laughs> yeah, it is remarkable. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis shows up like out of fucking she, nowhere. She deserves every award. Yes, for mm-hmm. that guest appearance. For playing oh, that well. mom yeah because there were definitely some moments to your point where i was like this has been our this has been my family's Christmas yeah party. no i've no, been it, in that i room. i started getting a panic attack yes. like, we're not watching that show anymore yeah, totally. um uh so i've just restarted that um i've been watching all the new stuff i have rewatched the entirety of venture brothers start to finish oh yeah because the movie uh, came out. and then i've watched the final movie so I need that to is do what that. i have been working yeah. on um and it really i'm really glad i did because yeah. it's venture brothers there's like 50 references I don't get in every scene. Yeah. And I get a lot of them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's just what's left over. Yeah. Uh, so it very much helped to have marathoned through the whole thing before I watched Radiant is the Blood of the Baboon Heart. Jesus. Which is the name of the movie. Jesus. <laughs> which is very good. I enjoy I've it. heard the Blu-ray is very good. There's like commentary and like a bunch of... Yes, features. the Blu-ray. I, I, there's also a book... That's like Venture Brothers annotated. That's super expensive. I think mm. about getting, but that goes into like every music video reference. Oh wow, they make and all that kind of stuff, which Jesus. is like really necessary. It is a dense yeah. show. Yeah. If you're going, because if there's a super villain in there, it's I wish they were just inspired by a new age right. band, a yeah. box set of the entire series. I know, like I think they, I, I, well maybe they did that on DVD, but not on Blu-ray. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was gonna say the bear, so that was like a big deal for me. Actually, I think FX is just has been making great shows for years. Atlanta, for example, mm. Dave, I think is like exceptional television, and I was really into season. Is that three. Reservoir Dogs too? Uh, or is that just yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, Res Dogs. Yeah. Um, 
Reservation Dogs. Reservation right? Dogs. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Um, but got the film outside the of day uh, the bear, which again is exceptional fucking television. Uh, and if you've not watched the bear, highly recommend you watch the bear. And also, it might be a little bit cringy. A um, couple other things. I've been slow rolling my way through the newest season of Demon Slayer, uh, which if you've not watched Demon Slayer Entertainment District yet, uh, you did. It was unfucking believable, right? So good. Yeah. Demon Slayer Entertainment District changed my life. Uh, I've been watching the new season slowly. I've been taking it one episode at a time so as not to waste it. There's not a better... There's not better animated fight choreography or visual design of fight uh, animated fights going right now than Demon Slayer, so I highly recommend that. Oh, I'm halfway through season two of One Piece, so... Almost there. So <laughs> no, wait, the live action? Yeah. No, no. no. Oh, the anime. Yeah, yeah. So what, okay. like only a thousand episodes yeah, left? Only, um, yeah, only yeah. Like eleven hundred. I can see you. the right. finish line. Yeah. Really? Okay. No, fuck no. <laughs> you have great vision. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, I have some... Here's the last thing that I will actively recommend before I tell you the thing I'm ashamed of. Oh. Um, I have been listening to Conversations with Tyler, which is a podcast. Tyler Cohen. Cowan. Uh... He is an economist. He's just an incredibly intelligent human, and he interviews a lot of very interesting people, and honestly, a lot of like kind of shitty people. Um, but well, he, he is an economist. That's exactly Hey-o. right. Uh, but it's called Conversations with Tyler. It is non-conversational. He develops an incredibly robust and targeted list of questions, and just pushes these people for about an hour to an hour and a half on each episode. And it's kind of become my like go-to like walking, running, driving thing. So if you're looking for a podcast, Conversations with Tyler has been great. If you're into Sam Harris, which is far too boring for me, you might like conversations with Tyler as an antidote to that. Here's the thing I'm not proud of. And I even debated this morning saying it out loud on this podcast, but it's never stopped me before. Yeah. yeah. Suits is bad. Oh, no. And I have watched all but three episodes of eight seasons of it. Wow. Yes. Now, here's what happened. Let me defend myself. Okay. Yeah. Um. You ate your first unsalted cashew. Yeah. And you're like, I should become a fan of suits. That's exactly right. I got my AARP <laughs> card. And, um, <laughs> I started watching a lot of CBS television. Um, here's what happened. I got COVID. And uh, <laughs> I, I, I felt I saw a grim reminder of my mortality. And yeah. I said, I should watch more USA Network. And I was quarantined to the basement. Um, and I don't know, somewhere around day four of COVID. I don't remember day four or five. Um, I was just really delirious. But somewhere in there, I was like, you know what? Netflix has really, really been pushing this. And so I'm just going to click yes, and we'll see what happens. You found the boomer mindset. I did. And your brain being yes. starved of yes. oxygen. That's exactly right. <laughs> and uh, the next thing I knew, like I came out of the COVID crypt, a.k.a. my downstairs, and I think I'd watched like three seasons of Suits. And I told Damn. Randy, I was like, I've got a problem. Um you and Mama Stokes could talk TV yeah. for hours. I know. Between Suits, I know. Father Brown, I fucking know, like man. Cozy Mysteries. Yes. yes. Man, you you and Mom. I've are got just a real simpatico. like 65-year-old Midwestern white woman vibe about me. Yeah. I've walking, always thought that. Yeah. Walking hand in hand on the algorithm. Yeah. Yeah. Here, Suits is bad. And I I'm saying that because inevitably someone has an outcome of this podcast is going to go watch the first episode. Uh and it, you're, it's not going to be good. Um, but there's something utterly dumb and bingeable about it. And I say that having watched like 140 plus episodes now of Suits over I'm not playing the last five weeks. Um, like it's just on. 
kind of like your thing about the flash yeah i just put suits on and then live my life yeah and then there's just more suits uh always yeah yeah that's what flash felt like yeah. last night yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i've watched a uh, and not watched a lot of suits mm-hmm. over the last like five weeks and i'm not proud of it mm-hmm. um this is not a badge of honor but i felt compelled to share it honestly and would you recommend it to other people no <laughs> no right. um but I would say that I ha- have talked to other people about it who have started it and then yeah. texted me and been like, after episode three, I was fist bumping. I'm no, like, yeah, no, I know. Yeah, yeah, Like, there's, it's, yes, 100%. So probably don't watch it. But if you do watch it, definitely let me know because I would like I to I guess, talk. you know, for Maddie, it's either Gordon Ramsay screaming at people right. or uh, Suits. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Suits. <laughs> Check out Suits. I ain't playing. Yeah. But I wouldn't recommend it. Um, um, so suits is like a thing that I've been, I've been trying to read a lot more lately. And I think that's to like, uh, repair my ego. Having yeah. watched 140 plus episodes. Penance. <laughs> yeah. Pound <laughs> right. yeah. of flesh for myself. It's like something David Foster Wallace would do. Yeah. Like watch eight seasons of suits in a row and then like, yeah, go read all of Russian literature. as yeah. Punishment. Or that's something. really, yeah. I, so I, uh, I've got three episodes less of, uh, left of suits of the eight seasons on Netflix and I don't want to finish it because then it's over. So instead of doing <laughs> oh, that, oh man, what a tragedy! <laughs> so instead, of, I could because I, I couldn't just start it again. Oh, I could. What am, um, I, gonna, what am I gonna do with this suit-shaped hole? In I know, my soul? I know. So instead, the other night I started Aldous Huxley's "The Doors of Perception," which is the book about him taking mescaline. That's a jump. So, you know, that's a leap. That's what I did instead of watch Suits the other night. Is I read <laughs> Aldous Huxley's book about taking mescaline. Um, that's like the finance guy speed run. Like, <laughs> I watched all of Suits. <laughs> Did mescaline, uh, yeah. and then you're gonna get like really into like micro farming, yeah, and like for yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna have big opinions. retire at right. 35, and yeah, yeah. Let me tell you Sigma about grind, crypto. Sigma mindset, Sigma right. grind set, yeah. yeah. Um, so, anyways, I said it out loud now, I've no, absolved I, myself, yeah, it's uh, penance. Yeah. Fuck off. I'm also watching Demon Slayer, don't forget, I'm interesting. <laughs> um, end of seg- segment, <laughs> don't forget, he's interesting. Ross, what are you drinking? I am drinking an Imperial Stout uh, called Spiritual uh, Second. Well, this is from Second Shift Brewing. It's called Spiritual Delight. They've not had a good run. And it is 11.5%, I believe, uh, ABV. So so compared to this stuff, that's a a child's beer. (laughs) Is that a milk stout? Yeah. Compared to the stuff. Yeah. Cheers a stout. Uh, There's, I can't really, maybe a bit of coffee in it. It, 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 there's a little bit of bitterness to it. Uh, It's not sweet. So it's flat like a stout, you know. Um, It's not that darker roast. Yeah. 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 Got some porter quality to it for me. Yes. Yes. It's it's a darker roast than you typically get. It drinks like an imperial porter. Um, Honestly, I like it better than I like that prairie. It's certainly more complex. Yeah. And well, yeah, it's it, not you, as sweet. You can like, start, yeah, you can taste more. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Actually, I'm good. I, you know, I haven't. Maybe it's just because I haven't had a stout in a hot minute. I, I, I quite like it. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm gonna give it a cashew unsalted unsalted cashew. cashews. That's four. Yeah, four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> they just keep giving. Yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah. do. They yeah. really do. You go, you go back to the pantry. Boom. Or they just they replicate. Yeah, just I more mean, unsalted it, cashews. Temperatures beginning to fall a little, so we're getting into stout season. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, you know what we are into. Uh, Schlafly pumpkin ale season. Oh, it's now yeah. on shelves. Yeah. And yes, I've already bought a six pack. 
Hell yeah. I don't yeah. think my body can handle Schlafly pumpkin ale anymore. You know, you just like physically. sip it over one you, night. You yeah, fall back one, into one, it. One a night. And yeah. then bingo, bingo, you got yourself a pumpkin ale hangover. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've told myself I was going to sip it many times before. That's right. That's the problem with pumpkin ale. Yeah. You, you slam it. You crush yeah. it. Uh, hey, we're into Ready Player Drunk. We talk about video games. And I know full well that this game is as great as it is. And I haven't even touched it because I know myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but look, it's going to be game of the year. It might be game of the year for the next couple of I years. I mean, this is a crowded year too, actually. Yeah. For I actually game of the don't know. You yeah. don't know? Yeah. I, I am. The, I am the disagreement here. All right. Oh, fascinating. Ross has proposed game of the yeah, year. Yeah. yeah. So, I so, so Ross, your game of the year is uh, Zelda tears of the kingdom. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I've not touched it. I've watched yeah. a lot of it, but I've not touched it. Um, it's a masterpiece. It, it perfects, it fixes every problem you had with breath of the wild, adds so much more. And what more importantly for me is they actually get a story. Like they actually got the story, right? Like breath of the wild, the story felt tacked on, I think. Um, and this one, like the story is actually integrated into the game in a way that is organic and uh meaningful like i wanted to beat the game so i could find out how it ends like right. that that is what motivated that's me that's interesting yeah uh, and you know i put like 50 80 hours into it i, I don't know exactly sure. off the top i put a lot of hours into it and yeah. obviously there's still so much yeah that's to that's do. a fraction of what you yeah. can do but it, it is the peak i think of what the nintendo switch can do um mm. you know i did see a new story saying they're already working on the switch too or they're showing it to people so like this is going to be this is this is the peak of that platform of that of oh, the console and like this is the platform this is the peak of like this zelda team's uh open world design like yeah. everything they wanted to do they're doing they're not even doing D- dlc for this game right because well, it, you don't need to you don't need to exactly it has so much in it but like build a world uh the story the soundtrack the new game mechanics the gameplay like there are moments in this game where like i really felt involved in the world like it makes sense on a level like yeah. uh, that uh, that very few games do like hmm. there was like i need to find a stable wait stables are often at crossroads i'm gonna go to this crossroad in this region oh look there's a stable like it just makes sense yeah in a way and those moments where you like figure out what they're what the puzzle is trying to get you to do yeah and then you do it you're like ah yes it, it's just like aha right yeah there's this eureka moment yeah in I mean, there are times where I was like, oh, this is utter bullshit where I didn't get what they're trying to do and I had to look up something but sure. like, uh, for some of the shrines and everything. But like, uh, and they actually stick the ending. Like, that's the biggest thing for me is the the last uh, section of the game and the last uh, boss and then this, the actual ending of the game. Actually, like they stuck the landing. They actually had a great uh, uh, way to resolve the entire plot. Yeah. And so for me, that is why it is game of the year. Like, I, I I haven't played a lot of the other contenders. I haven't played Baldur's Gate 3 or any right. of these others, yeah. but like it's it's my game of the well, year. Well, I've played Diablo 4 and it's not. So yeah. <laughs> uh, let's go ahead and put a put a bow on that. I think I probably could have told you that right. in yeah. a previous year. Yeah. Wow. Um, I, you know, so again, I've watched a lot of Tears of the Kingdom. I've not played it. I want to hear Caleb's take on this because I know he was playing the fuck out of it for a minute. I'll say this for what was the last game that was anticipated that much? Like the bar for tears of the kingdom was the highest bar. Very high. Yeah. yeah. I mean, certainly not anything that stuck that landing. Right. Yeah. And so, so the fact that it got anywhere near like and in Starfield cases, has been waited for years. Sure. And yeah. It's Skyrim and space apparently. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, so to, to, is. to have that kind of expectation heaped mm-hmm. onto a thing and then to stick the landing to you. Yeah. Feel, that's pretty impressive. I have the funniest Starfield glitch going on right now. Oh, you're playing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I rescued um, some miners on the moon. Uh huh. A said, moon. And it said, take, no, literally our moon. Oh, okay. I, yeah. I'm like, hey, what's our moon doing? Went back, yeah. checked it out. Honestly, a good question. Some miners needed help. Um, I rescued them. <laughs> I went back. 
I got the thing for rescuing them because you just have to go back to a settlement. They won't despawn off my ship. There are <laughs> there are nine of them. You got the fucking doors with so, seven. The like, nine, yeah, I can't get to the. Co- I have to use like the fast travel from the outside of the ship to the cockpit. Yeah, because I can't get through get through the miners. Are you playing on PS5 or PC? PC. Yeah, you can yeah. just despawn those. Fuckers. How much console? Caleb, game. you know me. How much would I hate Starfield? Uh, a lot. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, don't yeah. worry. What do you think of Star- uh, Skyrim? Didn't get into it. Yeah, well, because, there you go. Yeah, because I looked at it. You're not like, playing, no. brother. You're not playing Tears of the Kingdom. You're not going to play Starfield. Yeah. And and to be clear, uh, Tears of the Kingdom is probably the game that I've been most excited for, m- most anticipated, and also most honest with myself about, is how I would describe it. Oh, yeah? I knew the moment they announced a Breath of the Wild sequel that I would love it and wouldn't play it because yeah. it was just going to be too big. And I was going to I was gonna play it for yeah. 30 hours, and then I was going to go, fuck this. And then a year later, I was going to come back to it and go, now, what was I doing? And start over again, and I was going to do it all over again. And then I thought, don't do that. Just don't, just don't fucking do it. It was, it was a challenge to actually beat it in terms of, because there's so many side quests and right. things like that. Yeah. Like, I was like, no, I know you need to do this. You, you want me to do this cool thing, and I want to do the cool thing, but right. I'm just going to fucking focus on the plot, because yeah. I need yeah. to beat it, otherwise I'm never going to beat it. Yeah. Like, and that, and that that's is, the problem. And that's yeah. why it is not game of the year for me. Yeah. I think as an immersive sim, and with its physics engine, yeah. Yeah. and that was the thing that I knew. It's I doing stuff do. that uh, games have never done before, yeah. and it's doing it on hardware that it shouldn't be possible to do on. Yeah. yeah. It's an accomplishment. Yeah, the the Flash has gone backwards in time in CGI, and they're getting those kind of physics simulations out of um, a Switch. Switch Yeah, Yeah. which is impressive, and I like it a lot. I like parts of the story a lot, Yeah, but it is too big, and I don't mean like too big as in like, well, I don't have enough time to play it anymore because I'm an adult. That's true. Um, That doesn't make it bad. I think the game's economy breaks down. Oh, interesting. Like, I I played a lot. I played a lot of Tears of the Kingdom. And I was promised in Tears of the Kingdom that the reason to play Tears of the Kingdom is that you can go anywhere you want, do anything you you can see it and climb it and figure out a way up there. Mm -hmm. And I I would do all those things. I would figure out, you know, sort of sequence breaks to different parts in the underground that I couldn't climb normally with, like, Zonai machines. And it was all very fun. And I I was leveling up and leveling up. And I would do main mission quests when I, you know, got tired of just wandering around. But then I would like do side quests and 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 yeah. dick around and stuff. But I got to where Ross was, where like I really wanted to just like kind of finish the game, even though I still had so much left to do. And so I did like the fifth temple quest or something where you get like this the robot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by that time, I had leveled to the point, and they do Skyrim leveling in yeah, Tears of the Kingdom. There's a hidden system, that which means there's a scale health bar for every hobo goblin, every every yeah. little monster dude. And like, I got this like mech warrior guy, and yeah. like, you're supposed to strap machines to him, and he's supposed to do all these damage. And he is like bullet, like playing the division bullet sponging oh, these yeah. little goblins, yeah. just. It takes forever. Yeah. And I was finding, like, why am I keep doing all this side quest stuff? It's like, well, the main reason I keep on hanging out downstairs in this giant dungeon that's, like, almost procedurally generated is because that's where all the bomb flowers are. And right. I found that if I don't have bomb flowers, I can't win Actually fights. make progress. Because they're so tanky. Yeah. Like, they're so endlessly tanky. Yeah. And I basically leveled myself out of the game. Sure. And I'm like... I don't 
like I don't even enjoy yeah. doing this anymore. Yeah. And I just put it down. Like I haven't finished it. Like I literally just <laughs> set it down. Wow. And I'm just like, yeah, I'm gonna get that Mech Warrior in the basement forever because like it's just yeah, out of it's out of things to show me. You can surprising. show me more of what you showed me before. No, I mean but. it's not a perfect game. Like I would right. I would agree. Yeah. Like the level scaling is a bit odd. Like the thing is, their their challenge I think is like there's one end of the spectrum where there's people who pro strat everything and yeah. peak sure. thing they can trivialize anything, yeah. and then there's like casual players who can't do anything. And yeah. they, they have to find a medium between the two, and I think it's a little aggressively scale more towards those try hard players that are like i can do anything i can kill anything with a stick and blah 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 so like they make the enemies tougher and they scale like i remember going to an area and finding these enemies and defeating them easily then going back 20 hours later and like oh my god these guys are like two-shotting me yeah uh because they scaled up so much more than my weapons and shit like that um yeah it's not perfect but it's just like there were times where, like I would do a dungeon and like the thing about dungeon crawling in video games is often it's just killing me, killing me, mm-hmm, killing mm-hmm. me. And like this one, like Zelda makes a thing about like it's traversal. It's like it's a hard environment to get around. Like it's a ruin or like it's a in this uh, this weird island. You have to get around. like the dungeon crawling was more about like crawling. Yeah, about yeah. like climbing and, and yeah. jumping and dodging and figuring out ways to get higher and lower and like yeah. all this other shit. And uh, like interest, I felt more immersed in the, in that like, oh, this is an actual ruin. It's just hard to get around like that. That's a problem. And um, yeah, it's but yeah, I definitely agree with that. I'm really curious about what you think you're going to what you are, what your game of the year so far is. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't I don't know. Uh I hadn't really like considered having to make a game of the year can I make like yeah. a weird suggestion sure. um, we spent a little time playing this I want to get back to it once I get past all this like work stuff Remnant 2 is fun as yeah, fuck I, I didn't I didn't know if you liked it you just kind of fell off the earth there. well yeah uh, just I mean for, for circumstances beyond Remnant 2 like Remnant 2 is an odd combination of some of the most fun elements of Destiny and Control and um, Dark Souls Dark Souls yeah <laughs> but play, but playable for humans um, Remnant 2 kind of surprised me oh no I played I, I played a lot of shit out of Remnant 2 yeah for like, sure I have all sorts of weird guns that I didn't know do you really okay yeah, yeah I have I a gun get... made out of fingers yeah, oh I don't care for that it, it's wild no I want to get back what's well, the was... most Destiny like game that's come out this year right yeah probably yeah, yeah. And in some but ways... it's still like procedurally generated yeah, it's also the and... most control like game that's come out this year in an which interesting is... way right yeah. yeah which is meaningful to me because Third-person shooters are tough. I mean, uh, to be fair, a lot of the games I think we'll call our game of the year haven't come out yet. Like, Alan Wake 2 is coming out Alan this Wake year. 2 is coming out, yeah. Uh, Payday 3, uh, like, next week. Are, are we not getting Hades 2 hey. this year? Has Hades 2 has been, has it been pushed no, back? Uh, I think it has been okay. pushed back to next year. Well, so, you know, let me just take uh, 18 seconds here. Certainly going to be more than that. And... <laughs> let me say something about Diablo 4. Okay, yeah. I, I Actually, you know, I'm not... I haven't even played Diablo 3. Mm, don't well, i wouldn't yeah yeah I um too. i have been waiting i think diablo 3 came out in like 2012 maybe yeah 20 that yeah, sounds right 2012 feels right so whatever 2023 it's 11 years for the next diablo installment mm-hmm. blizzard's track record during that time has been yeah. spotless yeah, yeah, yeah totally totally uh, a good company overwatch too to work for for sure um <clears throat> Diablo 4 maybe may go down as like one of the like biggest fart noises in the history of video games ever. Wow. It is the whoopee cushion of video games. Yeah. Like there's a lot there that could be good and then there's what you actually experience and it's not just about the game, it's about 
their production schedule, the way they organize their timelines. They started a season quickly. The seasonal model is not crazy. I'm not crazy about it either. I've just such a fucking bummer. And I've got like some time into it. I want to be honest because I was going to give it everything that I could to get through it because I'm such a Diablo hack. It is one of the biggest bummers I can remember in, in video game history. Damn. And may, maybe the seasonal changes over time will fix this. I mean, you know, they shouldn't have released it as quickly as they did. And I say that knowing that it took them 11 years. Um, it was an unfinished game when they released it. You feel that deeply as you're playing it. But just truly a massive bummer um, mm-hmm. to have waited that long for something than to have that be the outcome. Yeah. So not Diablo 4 is game of the year. <laughs> <laughs> so technically Tears of the Kingdom is game of the year. Maybe. It's not Diablo 4. Yeah, I think it'll win. I think Tears of the Kingdom will win everything. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Baldur's Gate 3 does seem to be like very popular. I've not tried it yet. I'm super it's concerned about Jeff much. Keighley's opinion. I, okay. <laughs> I played Baldur's Gate 2 and loved it with yeah. the expansion. It, it was a great game. Um it's just I look at Baldur's Gate three and it's just like oh my god that's a hundred hours of like D and D combat yeah, like that's right and and there are little tricks you can do uh, and I'm sure like that but it, it's just like uh, it's too much there yes. are games that are like I look at them like they're too much yeah that's right but yeah. not Tears of the Kingdom Tears the, because that's the thing is like the part of the thing too much is like learning what the game wants you to do right and like learning in systems like that yeah. Zelda is like easy to learn, hard to master, mm-hmm. but like a lot of games now are hard to learn, right? There's yeah, just yeah. so many systems. It's so complex. Yeah, that's true. You'd have to take like 10 to 20 hours before you even understand what the game is wanting that's to do. Point. That's a good point. And like, you know, like any, any deep sim or, or four X civilization type game, you know, like Stellaris. Oh and yeah, fuck yeah. Off. yeah. Yeah. Those are, right. those are just too much. Right. And like JRPGs just in general are too, too much. much. Yeah. Um, and like tears, the game is like, yeah, you're laying, go do things and you'll figure it out. Right. And if you want to master it, you'll, you'll, it'll take you longer, but you'll, you'll figure it out. Yeah. But like you, you, it gets you into doing the shit that you want to do yeah. like a lot faster. Pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think for me, that's a big thing. It's like, I want to be like right now I'm playing bomb rush cyberpunk, which is a spiritual sequel to jet set radio. Okay. Yeah. So you're jet, yeah. you're, 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 uh, you have skateboards and bikes and, and, yeah. uh, skates and you're, you're grinding on rails. You're spray painting graffiti it's yeah. just like a cyberpunk feature great soundtrack amazing soundtrack god i want to play this yeah no it's really fun it's only like a 10 hour campaign i yeah. think or a single player thing lots of little little achievements to do if yeah if you love jet set radio yeah, you'll you love show this. me the name of it yeah, yeah. i'm gonna yeah. do that later tonight bomb rush cyberpunk yeah i'm so, not gonna remember yeah. that i'm drunk yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. all right um anyways not diablo yeah, that's what we learned here. Maybe Tears of the Kingdom, questionably. Also, check out Remnant Two. I ain't playing. The only machine you need is a stack of logs. Yeah, yeah. everything else <laughs> is decadence. <laughs> Just make the log stack bigger. There he is. Spencer, it wouldn't be a mix six episode without a celebrity branded beer. God. <laughs> yeah. And I got this for you. Yeah. Well, so this is from El Segundo Brewing Company. Mm-hmm. This, ladies and gentlemen, is Steve Austin's. Yes, that's Steve Austin. <laughs> Broken Skull IPA. Of course, this is an IPA. 6.7%. Um, I'll read you the... 6.7%? Yeah. Jeez, for an IPA. Okay. Now right. listen to this. Broken Skull India Pale Ale, a badass 6.7% IPA. Designed by Steve Austin. I don't know what design means there. Uh, and El Segundo. Just like a beer. Yeah, brewing company for the working man and woman. Yeah. Damn right. And that's the bottom line because Stone Cold <laughs> said so. 
Um, <laughs> this joins Afro Man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it joins Tommy Wiseau yes, in the hall. Yes. Of Wait, Nick did Six. he have a beer? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Was that sponsored though? Oh, hi, Mark. Yeah. Uh, that that fucking beer was good. Oh, hi, Mark was surprising. It was. Good. I've looked for it. Uh, and I don't like if like anyone can top it, but Steve Austin. It's got that yeah. pine scent of a. It's a it's a. Uh, it tells you the blend. It's uh, Citra, Cascade, and Chinook. Um, yeah, okay. Citra. Yeah. He's in there. Deeper drink than a Simcoe would imply already. Yep. Yeah, it's an IPA. Um, so the hops show up late. Um, I think on initial gulp, you don't get a lot of hop, and yeah. then and then it and then it once it hits the back. That's actually yeah. what I want out of an IPA for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's not offensive on the front. Um, hey, it's not bad. Um, I've not had an IPA like genuinely since we last had an IPA on the podcast. So we're well <laughs> over a year yeah. uh, at this point. Um, it's a three. It's All fine. Right. Yeah. 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 It is, it is an IPA. It really is. It, now, I will. Now, let me for a moment diverge. Having seen Stone Cold Steve Austin at least twice live, Ooh. <laughs> I'm a little disappointed. I expected more uh-huh. out of this beer. What uh, do you expect? Uh, for it to be good. <laughs> I, I never to. thought he was drinking good beers when he was out there like, no, doing an intro. Which is also like, why I'm surprised. Like, why didn't he just buy Bushlight? He's not getting <laughs> you know a fancy I mean? craft beer. Like, yeah, right. The one thing that could help him recover. Yeah, that's right. And still say relatively woke, considering Steve Austin. A hundred percent. Like if Steve if, Austin takes over Bud Light. Yeah, if Bud Light wanted to recover, like just go <laughs> go get you a Steve Austin. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, it's fine. I mean. IPAs fuck with me anymore, so I'll I'll sip on. I did finish the bulk of that prairie beer, and between that and the um, fire hoses worth of Blantons that Ross poured me, uh, I am definitely feeling drunk. Um, uh, Ross, you you proposed this topic for sports planer, which is yeah, maybe yeah. the first time in history you've proposed a sports planer topic. Yeah. Um. So I'm going to let you give the preamble. I did watch the video. Great. Yeah. And I'm relatively familiar now, having watched that with the with this event. So, yeah, I found a YouTube uh, video, a little mini documentary, it's like 18 minutes yeah. long, uh, on the Isle of Man TT motorcycle race, yeah. which I had no idea existed until that video. Same. and But it's been going on over a century. Yeah. And it's by far the most deadly motorcycle race in like history. It's one of the most deadly races in history. So the Isle of Man yeah. is like in the Irish Sea. It's like this little British principality, you know, kind of its own government. And they have a race that goes across the entire island. It's like uh, 60 kilometers, 37, 37 miles. miles yeah, yeah, 37 miles. And uh, they ever since motorcycles were a thing, they've been doing it. Except for, you know, the outbreak of World War II, you know. World these, War I, World War II, and COVID. Yeah, were the, yeah, yeah. the three, like, periods of time where the race didn't happen. So, yeah, you know, over a century of races. Yeah. And the their Isle ha- of Man Index. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the uh-huh. Isle of Man Index. Yeah. Um, and ever since they started doing it, there have been fatalities. There's like 260 and not just the racers, like uh, just judges and spectators, marshals and bystanders, marshals and bystanders. And just like, if you're anywhere in the vicinity, you're at risk of a motorcycle crashing into you at like 200 kilometers. It's averaging like two deaths a year. Yeah. Uh, But some years, like some years there are six deaths. Yeah. One year there was zero, but it was like 1970. Something like that. It was fucking shocking. Yeah. And they they in the and it's been going on so long. There, there's like families that do this. Yes, like there's a, I can't remember his name, but there's one racer who's like his father, his brother, and his uncle have all died 
in the same fucking race. And he's still doing it. He's showing up. And they cut back on fatality somewhat because they figured out, oh, let's have trauma surgeons on motorcycles follow the race. But racers. they really haven't cut back on because in Well, 20- think about how much worse it would be because bikes are getting faster and faster well, sure. and faster. But the like the highest, so the year with the most deaths was six. Well, 2022 also had six deaths, I believe. Mm-hmm. And so like... The, in theory, they've made it safer. Yeah. And yet the maximum number of people continue to die <laughs> yeah. during this event. Yeah. No. It's, um, it's and they also do a thing where like before the professionals get on the fucking yes. track. They, I forgot what they call it, but they have a thing like, yeah, if you have a, any kind of vehicle, fucking go for it. Well, just a Sunday, you can just go as fast as you want on this island. While while like just like regular citizens are driving around doing Yeah, I need to get groceries. All right, there's going to be fucking 100 people on mopeds and fucking motorcycles just or 1000 people. That may have been one of the most mind-blowing parts of this to me. That there's like the pre-race. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, just just jump in there with the locals, see what happens. Yep. Uh and obviously it was mind-blowing to me and it got me to thinking of a larger topic which is like at what point do we like we have to allow people to take risks in society. We can't like, I mean, it's literally impossible not to, to some degree, like just driving and traveling and, you know, life has risks. Right. Yeah. Um, but like sports obviously have elevated risks, you know, like uh, obviously combat sports, lots of risks there. Sure. Any, any physical sport with com- any sport will have some elevated risk. So like, where is the line? Like, obviously part of this is like the island's economy depend. Well, I don't know if it depends, it, but it, it certainly seems benefits. to literally depend on it. Yeah. Yeah. It certainly the uh, the bit the economy of the island benefits from this, yeah. like yeah. by tens of millions of euros, yes. you know. And uh, we found the line. Yeah, right. we found the line. We're so, done. Yeah. We well, did like, it. Yeah. That's the thing is like even if we were in like a Star Trek Federation post scarcity utopian society, like people would want to fucking race their motorcycles as fast as they can to see where this their skill level is and like where is that line, you know, where should that line be drawn of like this is acceptable, we should allow this, and this is like too dangerous. No, we should make this illegal. And, like they have a sidecar race where the sidecar driver unfucking believable ha- doesn't isn't strapped in except for their handholds. Yes. So they're like having to lean into the curves and shit like that, and they just have to hold on. That was that was the hardest thing for me to process of all of it. Yeah. The sidecar race. <laughs> yeah. The side- when they said we, you know, like in the 30s or whatever, we introduced a sidecar race. I was like, well, that's kind of funny because they were going 30 miles an hour. Yeah. There's still a sidecar race where they're going 200 miles an hour, and people are just holding on for dear life. Yeah, and yeah. try and lean in like they they have to be active participants. Counterweights. Yeah, yes. yeah, they have to uh-huh. be counterweights. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I I'm really curious about like where where's the line for you? Like what where should the line be drawn about like risk versus like uh, no fuck off, don't do that. Yeah. Well, the line is certainly before the Isle of Man TT uh, for me, but the line is probably also somewhere before like the NFL at this point. Okay, um, yeah. and so, um. If it's before the NFL, it's before the UFC. Yeah, right. If it's yeah, before the UFC, before right. Power Slab. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> I don't know. The Power Slab is literally just like get brain injuries. Right. For how many brain injuries can you take? Yeah, there may the Power Slap may exist in like a very specific void for me of all rules and contexts, <laughs> uh, and so I might give it. I might give it like a pass. Uh, you just want people to slap the shit out of each other. No, but I do want people who. I, I am uh, a little more lenient in terms of like conventions around brain injuries for folks who think that's something they should go do. Oh, just the people who would that, 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 that crowd. Yeah. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you do what you do. You There's do. A, what damage is being done. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. Show me the uh, difference in intelligence for a man who agrees to join right. Power Slap versus a man who's participated that, in Power that's Slap. That's exactly right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, there, okay. There's a little, Arguably negligible. There's a little bit of like a... Uh, it's not a significant uh, figure. Don't yeah. don't touch the, the iron thing about Power Slap to me that it's just like, well... It's called Power Slap. <laughs> um, they, they couldn't call it CTE, so they had to come up with a different name. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the sociological answer is the blood's the point. Like, if you want to look at yeah. sport throughout history, yeah. it's not like everyone was having a great time at the poke to poke match. Right. Like, uh, I think it just changes politically for certain, but I, I think under like the current system, it's going to be how much money can you make? Because yeah. like, oh. the NFL is, I think, not just beneath your level of like comfortable with blood sport i would argue it's beneath the level of comfort for like most of the american populace at this point yeah which is why nearly everything in the nfl is geared towards obscuring yes the cost in blood yes (laughs) of what this thing is Yeah. yeah yeah um so like yeah i think it's i think it's different for everybody but i think it does follow like a historical and a cultural gradient Mm -hmm. um and I think, like, hey, for one week in a year, you can get rip ruined drunk and tear ass on your moped down this professional racetrack is a deeply Irish thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. like a bone-deep, blood-Irish <laughs> right. thing to do. And I don't think you're going to root that up very quick. Yeah. Like, I, that seems to be an ingrained value. You there's know there's I mean? something yeah. like that like reeks of Malthusian population control about it. Like, this is just what people are going to do in some instances. Sports were always a negotiation with war. Yeah. Like, yeah. They yeah. were always in negotiations. Yeah. Like, we could do this or we could do the war thing. Right. And like, once war left us behind in industrial scale, we just kept doing the sports thing. And yeah. I think as a result, the sports get safer and safer and you mm-hmm. don't give rat poison to the marathon runners or, right. you know, all that yeah. kind of stuff. But uh, I think we're still on that gradient. Yeah coming down from like it's the alternative to us grabbing sticks and killing each other <laughs> yeah yeah uh yeah and in the case of the isle of man tt it's uh we're not going to grab sticks and kill each other but we are going to get on bikes and assume that someone here is going to kill themselves yeah I mean, functionally yeah uh, and, the battle royale yeah that's right well i mean there's like the idea i'm you know you have this person who's like i'm a perfectly sane rational healthy right uh person and I, my, my, my heart's desire is to see how good of a motorcycle racer I can be. Sure. And I'm willing to accept any amount of risk yeah. to prove that I am the best motorcycle or to right. see where, what my, like, that's the only thing that mean that is the most meaningful thing sure. in life for me to do. Yeah. So is I want the Isle of Man race to exist so I can prove myself. Well, yeah. So, you know, at a, at a really like existential level, while I was watching the doc, that, that short doc that you sent so that I could learn about this before we talked about it, mm-hmm. you know, at one point they kind of observe like, uh, everyone who enters the race yeah, at this point just statistically knows that someone standing around them is going to die Yeah, as, as an outcome of this event. Yeah. And I will at tell least you one. Yeah. Yeah. There's always I, going to be blood. On yeah. The, and I will tell you like, and maybe this is like the unhealthy affect of having lived in the United States for 37 years. My immediate thought was, at this point, every elementary school student has to have a similar thought about going to school. I mean, yeah. like, that. there's just, there's something, in theory, I should or could have that thought every time I walk out of my house or every time I wake up in the morning. Yeah. This could be it. Yeah. Um, as, as the fiction of modernity wanes, yes. I don't think we're going to get safer sporting events. No, no. I, yeah, yeah, I'll, I I'll to, tell you yeah. that much. Yeah. Right. And... Um, uh, I, I do think there's a fundamental, uh, the loss of life matters a lot less to us now. 
Uh, yeah. And and maybe now is not even the right model. I don't think it's the same for like the Irish necessarily, but right. Yeah. Yeah. But we we as I don't I. I don't, you know, I guess this would be like interesting to have a, you know, if you could go back in time and have a conversation with someone. I, my assumption is uh, the value of human life is comparatively worth less to us than it was worth to similar people 200 years ago or 300 years ago or certainly, you know, a thousand years. So um, in that way, I kind of look at the Isle of Man TT and I go, well, um, it's not a sanctioned event. You don't have to, no one has to participate in this. Yeah. It's, it's all by choice. My assumption is that most, if not everyone, is fairly aware of the risks associated with doing this and do it of their own volition. Um, I'm glad that it's not incorporated into the larger body of the sport such that like your livelihood as a motorcycle racer depends on it. In fact, it doesn't appear to be lucrative at all. It's it's really a for-purpose thing. Yeah. And I guess at that level, you just have to kind of say like people are going to be people. Yeah, uh, which feels really shitty. Yeah, because that's the net. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know that I have a good read on it other than that at this point. Yeah, yeah, but I'm not supportive of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to go for my own well-being. I mean, if you're a spectator, you're at risk. A hundred percent, you are. You don't want a motorcycle, you know, crashing into you at 200 miles. An hour. I don't. Yeah, I don't want that anywhere, let alone on the Isle of Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was interesting to learn about, though. I mean, I had no idea about this thing. Yeah. So, you know, I appreciate the the education. It, always, it is interesting to like, oh, here's this thing that millions of people give care about passionately, and you didn't have any idea it even existed. Yeah. Here's this deadly thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah it's fucking weird. Uh, if you um, are unfamiliar with the Isle of Man TT, there's like a short 18-minute video on YouTube. Uh, we could probably post the link in yeah, the yeah. show notes. Um just like it's called like the deadliest race. How is it still a thing? So if you're yeah. just like looking to learn more, the deadliest race in history. Yeah. yeah learn more. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we're going to get hopefully not more IPAs uh, and we'll be right back. <laughs> <I'm so oof. laughs> Caleb, what the, what the hell is that? Uh, this is from Tight Head Brewing Company, <laughs> the Chili Water Pale Ale. It has an anglerfish with a hop on its little glowy part. Oh, that's how they get the, the fucking, uh, yeah, yeah, the guys. That's, that's how, how you yeah. attract IPA bros. Yeah, yeah, yeah IPA bros, yeah. Uh, Caleb's drinking it. It is a tall boy can, which is uh, maybe too much for an IPA. It might... Any IPA may be too much. Uh, I don't know. Let me take a sip myself. Uh, it's... Not good. <laughs> he um, observes. Boy, it's quite bitter. Yeah. But like, it's not as bitter because it's so watery on the back yeah. end. Like, it's, it it's, disappears. Yeah. It's not good in a uninteresting way. Mm-hmm. But like, that's kind of in the pro column because mm-hmm. I don't really remember it after I drink it. Yeah. It, it goes away very fast. So I'm going to give that a two. Let me make a suggestion. Try some of these goldfish <laughs> flavor blasted goldfish with it because I think it'll really liven it up for you. <laughs> I don't I don't think I should. Some of this beer goldfish slid, get flavor blasted. Slid down my powdered tongue and I think it tasted a little better than it did for you. Oh yeah. god. They're so powdered. Yeah, that's a 2. What's a 2 in your It's not the figs. System? Nope, it's not it's the not figs. figs uh, that's full of wasps. Oh, it was a uh, low sodium bread. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I'd call that a low yeah, sodium yeah, bread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Lower sodium bread yeah, option. Yeah. 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 Major bummer. Not great. No. Um. Hey, we're doing a mock draft. Hey. Uh, it, it back, Caleb. What are we doing? 
Uh, well, it's got to be Republican primary candidates, and they are in a race. There's so many, technically. And, it, and having watched the GOP, uh, you debate, watched some of them. I had to, man. I couldn't look you did away. Not have to. Uh, it was perplexing in every degree. <laughs> yeah. uh, it is a wacky race. So, boy, uh, is it. we are going to do um, draft your GOP primary candidates. But you also get to put them in a wacky racer. Now, okay. do you find that anywhere in the genre? It could be the Don Rickles classic rat race. It could mm. be Twisted Metal mm. or like some sort of Mario Kart yeah. kind of construction. What about like the Hanna-Barbera wacky racer? Definitely okay. wacky racers, yeah. of course, is in there. Yeah. It just can't be like a race where all the cars are roughly similar so yeah. you can test people's skill. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got to be wacky. The car is a character mm-hmm. uh, to reflect the driver. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, how are we going to... Uh, do we have a die? Does somebody we do pick, have a die. There's a die right in the middle of the table. and another person picks a car? It's right behind oh. the Dunkaroo. Yeah. Right behind the Dunkaroo, he okay. said. Yeah, yeah. Right. we have some snacks here. I got an eight. I like that. Someone picks the person, and then someone picks the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's good. I got yeah. a four. Okay, Ross, you want to roll? Yeah. Right, Ross is he's rolling. Ten. Damn, oh, girl. Ross is up first. Yeah, yeah. All right. You pick a, you pick a candidate. Uh-huh. We'll go. We'll just go. Uh, you want to we'll go clockwise? Around, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. So Ross, you pick a candidate. I'll pick a car. Yeah. Then we'll, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we got to start. We, we Trump. We we have to start with Trump. Um. Yeah. I don't. That know sets that, the tone. I don't know that we had to start with Trump. Um. <laughs> but yeah. Well. I mean, it was him or Meatball Santos. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the I guess Santa, so. I'm of two minds here. I mean, the easy answer is Twisted Metal's outlaw because the man is currently. It's way too cool of a car. It's way too cool of a car is the problem. So what about that clown on Twisted Metal? Yeah, well, but the the clown is Sweet Tooth. Yeah, Sweet Tooth is is iconic in like a meaningful way. Has anyone watched the Twisted Metal series yet? I've seen clips. I've seen the clips. Absolutely not. I thought about starting it tonight, and I don't know if that's an act of punishment or an act of pleasure. (laughs) You you watched the Flash voluntarily. They're one and the same. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Um so with that, let me switch things up. And I'll go to Mario Kart. Ooh. I mean, I guess, I guess the easy answer is to say that Trump is is the DK car. Um, Our Wario. Oh, Wario's interesting. He's got a Wario energy, right? Yeah, like, he does. He definitely does. Not Waluigi. King, King importantly, Koopa seems way too fat as oh, Wario. Yeah, no, with it. Don't like, give him that credit. Like he's got too much. No, 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 no. Don't, don't. De- honestly, don't denigrate King Koopa like that. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Wario. I like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we'll put Trump in the Wario car. Yeah, yeah. I like that. Yeah. Okay. I was gonna put Trump in the the like actual car from Death Race and yeah, yeah. and the David Carradine Gimp suit. Oh. <laughs> but but you put uh, he's got the true. Frankenstein Gimp suit, but you put the toupee on top and outside of the leather. Uh, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's sitting on top mm-hmm. with like a chin strap holding it in place. All right. Yeah, uh, you're picking next. Okay, so I'm picking a person now. Yeah, pick a person. Uh, well. <laughs> well, let's do DeSantis then. I mean, I just think that's the easy thing to do. I mean, yeah. Now, okay, if you want like creepy, leering, off-putting, yeah. like he's in the Sweet Tooth car, right? Yeah. Like he's the one playing like the ice cream truck music yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. as he's like firing missiles and like running over well, he's people. He's also trying to yeah. be cooler than Trump. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Definitely. More iconic. Yeah. yeah. Ice and cream it, truck with a sonoran on and the side. It, and it feels, like it feels like... um you know, if you're going to go to war with Disney, but you don't want to piss off kids, show up in an ice cream truck. Like, and so maybe there's like something like that's strategic yeah, in yeah, some yeah, weird yeah, ways. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah, put him in Sweet Tooth. Okay. You pick a candidate now. 
Uh, okay, I'm going to pick... Oh, man, I want to go for one of the deep cuts. Oh. Doug Burgum. Who are you putting Doug Burgum in, Ross? I honestly don't know. <laughs> I have been paying vaguely attention to him. I don't know. Like, right, Chris what? Christie, then. Oh, Chris Christie. Okay, oh, he's a God. piece of shit that is awful and garbage. <laughs> and just, uh, man, yeah, Warrior's already been used, though. Uh, he could be Waluigi. <laughs> Even subservient to Wario, yeah. I, I've always thought of him as Toad. Like, that's he's kind of... T- been, he's got a Toad energy? Yeah. That's cool. All right. Yeah, he's got to be more worthless, though. Uh, <laughs> somehow, you got to be like a bottom tier. Speaking right? of which, and yeah. maybe, you know, if we do this again, uh, I recently watched the Super Mario Brothers movie, and I have thoughts. Continue. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. 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 Um, you know what we could do? Uh, fucking the original uh, Racers... Uh, uh, the Sunny Whiplash and the little snickering dog. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah 100%. Yeah. But in this case, he's the dog. Yeah. And he, Trump is Sunny Whiplash. Yeah, yeah, whatever the dog is. Yeah, right. so yes. he's just the dog in Trump's side car. car. Yeah, he's yeah, side yeah. car. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't even get his own car. For sure. Oh, no, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, Ross, pick a candidate. Uh, well, this is actually the candidate for you, uh, Spencer, yeah. uh, that you can comment it on. Uh, Vivek uh, Ramaswamy. Yeah, Ramaswamy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Because he's the most tech bro of them all. He's so much. Um, <laughs> what is a Hindu who doesn't believe in white supremacy or colonialism drive? Yeah. Actually, he does. He just, <laughs> if you hum a few bars, you can fake it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this one's, this one's uh, challenging for me. You know, on the one hand, he's kind of like, you know, like in later versions of like Mario games where you, like, especially in later versions of Nintendo stuff, you could make your own me. Oh, like, uh, a me, a me, uh, yeah, 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 like yeah. totally bland, but uh, also your way of being like, no, I'm not going to conform. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. might be a me to okay. me. Yeah, a me. You. Yeah. Yeah, 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 you can design your own car. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah, it has no personality. Bad stats. Yeah. yeah, but you put like a bunch of flashy shit on it, a bunch of flair. I like. The, yeah, I can- am uh, really glad the me's did not say anything like feedback from Swami. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Nintendo would have had a problem there. Uh, Caleb, I'll tell you the candidate that I'm most just genuinely interested in uh uh i'm two nikki haley and mike pence but for for the purpose of this i'll give you nikki haley yeah oh man i had one for pence so nikki haley's interesting oh man you're just doomed though right yeah you're you're doomed like i mean you know what i would say for nikki haley is daisy like she's the also ran like the like, yeah <laughs> oh the technically yeah, yeah. also a princess yeah technically right. also uh, a princess yeah oh i think that's too much for nikki haley. yeah <laughs> oh, giving her too much credit yeah, yeah. all right yeah i i, I just like what imagine, was that other princess the, the like really if we're in twisted metal Galaxy. universe like she's got fire coming out the top of her card to like draw in all the heat seeking yeah missiles. yeah sure. yeah <laughs> like to make sure you can boy does she the opposite yeah. of an upgrade yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. that's fair um, yeah yeah, I think yeah, I think she's in like a like a blazing birthday cake that drives like some sort of like parade float yeah. that's been weaponized, but is really just a giant target to be blasted apart by yeah. every other racer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's she's stolen a birthday cake float from a local parade <laughs> and uh, put some machine guns on it yeah. and thought she had a chance. Or yeah, yeah okay, yeah. Uh, I have to be careful. Um, <laughs> Caleb, you pick a candidate. Oh. Um, for Ross, well, I'm going to pick the only one Ross knows in his bliss not watching the like, GOP. I know Vivek, like it's just uh, Mike G- Pence. Mike Pence, all right. Uh, that's a Luigi. He's a coward. Like, uh, yeah. 
I was uh, the Bone Koopa. It's kind of who I was thinking oh, of from, like, because again, I would accept Bone Koopa as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was, I was yeah. going back to Twisted Metal Universe. Axel, like the guy who's just crucified between two monster oh, truck yeah. rails. Yeah, I think he ha- I think Mike Pence has as much a chance for sure in the presidential race as Axel does in a car. And fight. let's not lie, like Trump put him up there. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, yeah, a hundred percent. And he's probably into it. I'm in, gonna like, put, a weird. I'm gonna. Put, I, I, I like bone. I like Bone Koopa mo- more though. Like, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Okay. Well, I think we did it. That's most of the field. Wait, what's he driving? Um, Bone Koopa drives okay, that like okay, okay, shitty like. Oh, uh, that's yeah. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. But a sneaky good car for what it's worth. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was I was a Bone Koopa player for a little while. Don't judge me. <laughs> um, okay, we're gonna get one more beer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shit, one more beer, and we'll be right back for drunk enough. Producer Ross, what are you drinking? All right, we're back on our Prairie Artisan Ales bullshit. Uh-oh. Uh, with Tiny S's, E-S-S-E-S. Uh, and this is a uh, thing that I have tried before and was not very good last time I had. It is sour ale with fruit candy flavor. Mm. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's It smells like pre-workout, man. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it absolutely does. It smells exactly like. Oh rainbow. my god! It smells like sour rainbow, sour rainbow premium. Ah, all right. So to its credit, there's no solid material in this uh, one that I'm drinking. <laughs> so the last time I had it, there were little tiny fragments uh, in it. It was just like a salt. Like I feel. I wish I had filtered it. Um, this time it is the most excruciatingly sweet thing. Yeah. I've had. So I'm gonna give this a one because this is just like. So goddamn sweet. Yeah, it's it's pretty intense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Undrinkably so. Um, it's like, what if you poured multiple liquid IVs into one thing of water? I um, feel like they, I, I wanted, my theory is that they just melted uh, Skittles in this thing. You know what it has for me? It has big, like, um, pixie stick. Like, what if you just yeah. dumped a bunch of pixie sticks mm-hmm. into a beer? That would work too, yeah, yeah. Um, which I don't want, turns out. Yeah. Um, Oddly enough. It, yeah, it's not very good. No, it's not, not a good day for Prairie. No, what you know, was a, that? This is a fig bar. Yeah, yeah. This it. There might be wasps in there. there yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> tiny wasps, tiny wasps, yeah, tiny uh-huh. s's. Yeah. yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> Honestly, if there was a beer that said made with wasps, you know, we would have. We try it. Yeah. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, yeah. we'll get the everyone back. Look, I found a beer with wasps. Right. I'm yeah. really into wasp brood now. Yeah. Yeah. That's the ultimate thing. That's the ultimate way you could just condescend to it's a, craft it's a, fruit. It's bro. a continental wasp ale. Yeah, uh-huh. continental wasp ale. Like, yeah. oh, you're not on wasps? Right. Oh, look yeah. at you. Uh, oh, I bet you like IPAs. You're pathetic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Beer's gotten so snooty these days, you know? Um, hey, we're in a drunk enough. Uh, and so, you know, I, th- I proposed this question. Here's like, what's it been like to not monetize your drinking for a year? Or like your board game playing? I mean, yeah. I guess, I guess, technically, we monetize both. And talking about things. We monetize that. Yeah. What's it been to not monetize those hobbies for yeah. for a year? Uh it's been different. Yeah. You know, you know I do <clears throat> I did enjoy our whole period of the mix six. The it whole was, bit. It was like getting to record uh, a podcast with friends and yeah. talk about shit I, I thought I thought was enjoying and you know, or I thought was very enjoyable to talk about. Yeah. And um so yeah, it's been a period of transition. Uh yeah, I've been doing more freelance work. 
uh, re- changing uh, different things on like RPPR and the other podcasts right. I do. And uh, yeah, I mean, the whole thing has been a period of transition personally for me because, you right. know, like Maddie has moved here. Right. So like that has been a big period of adjustment. So yeah, um, yeah it, it's, it's been yep, a lot. They showed up, we shut it down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Maddie's Building's here. abandoned. So, yeah, yeah. Good that, job, everybody. Yeah. Nailed over the Mix 6 logo on right. the door. Yeah. Yeah. Mission accomplished banner. <laughs> you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, just playing that music at the end of the night to get everyone to leave. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, closing time by Semisonic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, closing time. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, no, it's, uh, you know, one thing I realized is what I've learned about podcasting and just the art, you know, as an art form, uh, has, has helped me so much in, in, in figuring out like how to do podcasts. Right. Uh, and, you know, I've been doing more freelance work and so that's been very informative for me. So, but yeah, um, I think, yeah, the overall it's just been a period of transition, figuring out like, what am I going to do? Like, uh, yeah. uh, and yeah, but yeah, it was always really fun just to like, it made me realize what a gift the mix six was right. to just be able to do a podcast with friends and talk about really cool shit right. and drink beer and like get some money for it. So right. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> some money was nice. Yeah. yeah. Some money was nice. Surprising. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, like, like a lot of the free, I listen to all these podcasts a lot that like are just, yep, you're doing a topic <laughs> that I don't care about. You talked about it. You talked about it and right. I will, I will edit it professionally. I will be professional about it, but I am, it's not the same. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. I hate it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, Caleb? Oh, man. Uh, it's probably what I feared, right? Yeah. Like, um, when I don't monetize my hobbies, I don't have them anymore. Right. Totally. I, I don't drink anymore. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I talk to less people than I did right. when we used to do the show. Same. Um, yeah. And it's not going to change. Like, I, I can't afford to drink anymore. Right. Like, post-inflation, greedflation kind of stuff. Going out to the bar on a writer's salary. Yeah. It, when I'm kicking ten cents oh, a yeah. word over here. Yeah. It's just not happening if I'm yeah. being responsible. Because right. I'm blowing, you know, money I need for like rent and food. Yeah, and stuff. for sure. So writing um, it off sure was nice. Yeah, writing yeah. off. Yeah. It yeah. was well, it was aspirational na- in episode one, but like it's yeah. necessary yeah. as inflation goes up right. and money stays the same. Yeah. yeah. Uh so yeah, I have not uh I do not drink hardly at all anymore. Um I play board games, but almost exclusively board games I already own because, uh, you know, I'm not, you know, getting donations or anything like that anymore. Oh, yeah. Uh, And then uh, almost exclusively two player stuff because we're just Sarah and I playing. And uh, yeah, I just I just go out less. Yeah. So, yeah, for sure. Uh, Makes me think about, I think, uh, when I started this. Yeah. The I the worry was that I was going to monetize something that was like organic and social and real. Right. But like in hindsight, yeah, maybe I monetize something so I could continue doing something organic, yeah. social and real. Yeah. Just cause there's not room for it. Right. Anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So no, I think, I think, yeah, that's right. So like, I'm sorry. It's not a super interesting answer. Is right. that like less right <laughs> across the board less, but yeah, that's where I'm at. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's accurate. I mean, yeah. I, I think that Joan of Arc flip and right that I was telling you about, I think that's like the first new game I've played. And I mean, probably since you taught me Arc Nova on New Year's. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just played less new board games. I probably played less old board games too. I mean, I think I just played board games less. 
Um, you know, there isn't some like drive to learn or play things so that you can talk about them so that you can, you know, participate in the conversation about them. Um, you know, I don't, I, I think I, I certainly try less alcohol. I don't know that I drink less. Um, maybe, I don't know. Um, there are good parts about it. Yeah. Like, uh, we went to Wire Road, and Ross asked me my opinion of a beer, and I just enjoyed the hell not right. giving it to yeah, him. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, wow. withhold, just withholding that. Just, just don't get like, on me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. not just you. I enjoy it for everyone now. What do you yeah. think of that? Well, yeah. Beer. Yeah. It yeah. tastes like what it is. Yeah, yeah. I knew you were going to say. Just <laughs> yeah. it, not having to have a take is just such... Uh, yeah, like just bask in it. Yeah, just it doesn't matter what. My yeah, I, I agree. Is. They're definitely it never did. There's some relief, <laughs> you know, like uh, watching the bear, you know, um, mm-hmm. not at, watching Demon Slayer and not feeling like, um, you know, at some point I need to sit down and like come up with an opinion about this because I'm going to we're going to need content and this is content. Mm-hmm. So that that has been relaxing. Um, I would, you know, I would say towards the end of the show, especially given like my schedule, which just got wonky, I have not missed some of the like uh, guilt that I was carrying around, like not being as available to do stuff and causing scheduling issues for the two of you. And so at some point by the time we were wrapping up, yeah, I was definitely like done to, I was excited to not carry that around anymore. Like the, like the, the real sense that like my availability was a problem for other people. And that's kind of, by the time the show ended, there was definitely more weeks where I felt that than I did anything else about the show. So it's been nice not to carry that around. But on the other hand, what you lose there is like a relatively dedicated space to come and like do this shit and like Mm -hmm. bitch about the flash for a half an hour. Oh yeah. That's great. And, and like, there's just, I don't have any other space to do that. Like RPPR is just RPGs. Right. Like things about RPGs. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, I've, I very much missed that. Um, yeah, you need passive income to fund your invented third space. Right. Yeah. I mean a little bit and, um, you know, I've missed, uh, I was, in fact, I was, so I was driving up to the Lake of the Ozarks yesterday to go to a conference with a coworker and telling her like, Hey, we're going to record tomorrow. I'm excited. She said, what have you missed? You know? And I said like, one, uh, candidly, one of the things I've missed are like, you know, I've missed like those Saturdays where we would go to Caesars and like get Mm -hmm. a little drunk and then come back and record like two, like doubles. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. those were f- like that. That was fun. That shit that was, was like great. a blast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's not work, but the only way to protect it, yeah, is by calling it work. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like you've got to, you have to dedicate. Nothing space else for is it. respected, right? But if you call it work, yeah. No, I gotta. I, mean, go, like, I gotta go get drunk at noon, guys. Right? Yeah, I didn't. Start, the like, Patreon told me right. to. Yeah. Uh, yeah, people, people are making me. Yeah. Uh, well, like yeah. I didn't start working out until I spend all that money to get a gym membership, like an annual right. membership. And yeah. I'm like, well, I spent this money. I need to do it. You yeah. Know? Like that's, that's what it boils yeah. down to. It's like, I invested in this. I need to do it. So yeah. yeah. There was uh, some escalation of commitment around the podcast, which was good um, for, you know, a long time. And then towards the end for me, it was like stressful. Mm-hmm. That's not bad necessarily. It just like, we didn't drive with where I was, but so it's been weird. I mean, I don't try as much beer. I would say over the last year, I've primarily had bush light um, because, and Cucumber Crush, if I can find it, which has been hard to find. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I mean, if I'm just going to have a beer, I'm just going to have them. Something you know. Yeah, the yeah. most basic beer that I'm not going to think I, about. I mean, I've tried some new beers, but not, like, a whole lot. Right. Like, I had La Guinta's IP. Uh, they had a citrus IPA that was actually pretty nice. Oh, but yeah. 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 Uh, but mostly, yeah, it's like Rattlers and, like, yeah. yeah. I haven't uh, been to, like... I quarters, mean, a lot of, like, Deschutes, yeah. Yeah, I've not been actively seeking out yeah. breweries to try. You know, mm-hmm. I've traveled to St. Louis a few times, and even then, like... 
So I've gone to Perennial or Side Project, and I've just been drinking the shit that I like, not like trying new or weird stuff, which in some ways, looks it's not weird to go to a place and then order the thing you like. Like, that's normal. But I think I just got in the habit of, hey, I'm here. I should grab a bottle of this, or I should try something fucking weird so I can talk about it, because like I may not get another opportunity to like try a beer that's also made with cactus or some weird shit. Yeah, and yeah. so... There has, I, I, yeah, I think it's like rediscovering ninety percent of beer consumers. Yeah, just like with Party Foul, we rediscovered ninety percent of board right. game board consumers. game purchasers. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. And just like, oh, yeah, no, we were a decadent elite yeah. of hedonist psycho. Yes, that's right. <laughs> Not normal people that just go and get a picture. No, or something. Yeah. no, and but and, it was fun to be that weird. Oh yeah, no, I yeah. mean. Yeah. A decadent elite of hedonist psychos is a lot of great cultures <laughs> yeah. made around that. Yeah, for Not sure. this, but it was fun. Right. Yeah. 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 Yeah, so it's been weird. Um, I I definitely think the like probably the first two or three months that we weren't recording, I felt some relief. See, yeah, see above to get away from the grind a little bit. I mean, look, yeah. we were also it's it's worth saying out. I think this would have all been different if we were making one episode a month. Yeah, we were making five pieces of content a month. Yeah, you know? and it's like uh, that that it was not a little bit of content. Uh, mm-hmm. And so the first two months, it was just like, honestly, sometimes I was just like, it's just nice not to have something else to do today. Oh, sure. Which occasionally the podcast felt that way. I'm sure it felt that way for you when you were teaching. I mean, we we would record on Monday evenings after your 12-hour day of getting yelled at by parents. And then we'd come here and like, now let's talk for two and a half hours. Yeah. Yeah. It was a little weird for me because like, as things picked up for you, the podcast had literally never been easier to do. Right. For me. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it right. was the actual, like, yeah. actually pinnacle and ideal I had, situation. And yeah. I had more flexibility than you did at first. So mm-hmm. we kind of switched. I mean, yeah, because you were teaching full-time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'd moved into, like, owning a company. And so, like, I got a lot of autonomy. And so, yeah, and then all of a sudden, you got a lot of autonomy. And then I had a second company. And all of a sudden, it was like, fuck, I lost all of my time. Um, mm-hmm. And so I definitely felt some relief for a little while. But then I also started actively realizing, like, I didn't have an outlet for... Um, yeah, I miss talking about movies and shit like that. And yeah. Just like, oh man, this movie fucking sucked. This this show was great for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's also it feels weird now to be as far down the anime rabbit hole as I am and not talk about it. Um, which you have a Crunchyroll subscription. I have a Crunchyroll subscription. Damn. That's fucking wild. It is. Yeah, that's above me. I was man. at this table begging you not to not, say. Don't say it out loud. A yeah. desire to watch anime aloud. Right now, you are. Yeah paying someone to hook it to the veins i am yeah uh right. yeah what a time to be alive <laughs> so it's yeah it has been weird um and I, I like once we decided to do i think we probably made a decision to do this like last week two weeks ago yeah uh it, i literally just meant like hey i got this bottle of lines you right. want to do a p- podcast yeah. about it <laughs> and we, we'd like kicked around over the last couple of months like occasionally like in our interior channel like like hey we could talk about this or like hey you guys want to do it and you know it's just fun to talk about but yeah i'm glad we did so it has been weird, and I've been looking forward to this since the moment we decided to do it, uh, and so that that's been nice. Yeah, um, and it was everything I'd hoped for. Yeah, uh, I mean a little. Well, maybe not this beer. Yeah, the beer. Yeah, a little a little <laughs> disappointing in terms of beer. The five oh. before this one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and, and the the flavor blasted goldfish are a little uh, uh, underwhelming. Just think of the Blantons. Yeah. Now the Blantons was mm. truly special. Yeah. It's still bad. Yeah. <laughs> the the beer, not the Blantons, to be clear. He's yeah, drinking no, he's drinking the, the tiny yeses. Yeah. Oh, here, I'll take another step just to let me let, let me do it. Maybe yeah, it hasn't changed no. while we talked. Here's the weird thing about this oh, beer. Oh god, it's so sweet. I think this is true of this beer and maybe this beer only. That beer may be better at room temperature than it is cold. 
This like, one? Yes. Okay. If you let that beer warm up a little bit, it might be less. All right. It might attack you less. I think that's I, meant I think... to be served in like a Robitussin plastic yeah. cup. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we have the right glassware. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a vehicle problem. Uh, mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. yeah. So it's been good. It's been weird. Um, yeah. I, that is not me saying like let's start doing it all over again the way yeah, we were yeah. doing it because I just don't I don't know that it's feasible. For well, me. I mean, like at this point, like you know, um, I don't have to do the mix six for money like now right. at this point, so we can just do it when we think it'll be fun to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the mix six for fun would be nice. Yeah, you know, um, and not to say that it wasn't, but at some point, it, that wasn't the only. You know, thing. I have a bottle of Malort's too. We could do an episode. <laughs> I said the mix six for fun would be nice, and you said I have a bottle of Malort. That was chronologically what happened. There. I think you yeah. got to examine the mix six for fun is a different shape, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For one, yeah. I don't have to drink shitty things for money. Right. Yeah, it's true. so like fuck you, Ross. Yeah, like if we're just bullshitting we'll just on, on a microphone, yeah, shitty on, on my taste. Yeah, yeah, I can drink whatever I want. Yeah, yeah. Right. You know, even for fun, I might still make bad bits that get me to drink a highball of Malort. On the oh show. God, I'd love to take some stupid bets with you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah the mix six for fun might be a nice thing. Yeah. Um, All right. Yeah. And, you know, no, I, no promises, but yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, you know, I've certainly missed the opportunity to share my uh, choice opinions on food with people. Oh, and to yeah. Have, yeah, have conversations about them in the Discord. So that's, mm-hmm. yeah, a lot of new food, uh, a lot of restaurants have opened up in the last yeah, year. Yeah, you know, I mean, what a great opportunity to talk about all the yeah, yeah. food that I don't like. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so that's a bummer. Yeah, but it's yeah. been good. I'm glad we did it today. Yeah, so, yeah definitely. Uh, hey, if you've been listening to this, it has no bearing on whether or not you're a backer of a certain level, but we still appreciate it. And so thank you for having stuck around. It's really just the thing you did. Yeah, yeah. right. That's right. Um, Congrats. Thank you, you for, for the love of the podcast. Yeah. Stuck around uh, in the Discord or in some form or fashion in a, in a network or extended network and having listened to this. It, it's cool and we appreciate it and we hope it was as enjoyable to you to hear it again as it was for us to record again. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess until next time, whatever that is, whenever that is, I, I'm Spencer. I'm Caleb. Oh, and yeah, we've I've uploaded all the episodes, um, including the Patreon bonus episodes to archive.org. I'll have links in the show notes to uh, talk about those. So you can download the entire run of the show, which is like 400 hours or something. That's super like fucking that. crazy. Uh, so yeah, you can get the entire fucking thing. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. Jeez. Yeah. 400 hours. Maybe it's we not- don't need to do more. <laughs> <laughs> can we take some of it down so that we don't seem like sociopaths? Yeah. Like six years or yeah. five and a half years. It yeah, was yeah. a lot of content. Yeah, 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 for sure. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Don't forget forgotten episode number nine too. I mean, it's four hundred plus two. Yeah. <laughs> um, hey, thanks so much for listening. We we hope you're well, and and we'll talk to you at some point. Right. Bye, bye. bye.